0: is Let's Talk Tribe, the official Let's Go Tribe podcast, episode 98. I'm your host, Matt Lyons, and joining me as always is Mr. Merritt Rolfing. Hi! I, I skipped straight to you this time, didn't bother with the topics, we got a few of them, but you know what, we'll get there eventually. Merritt, we just want to know how you're doing. How's it going?
1: Remember when Alexio Gondo was on the team, and I wrote an article <laughs> in praise of him? I was just reminded of that.
0: <laughs> you're going to look back at 2018 and look at all these, remember when this guy was here and I wrote an article about him? That's going to be, that's your mantra for this year, is all these that's random funny. players that's- you had to write about.
1: Dude, that's my mantra for the last, I don't know, I've been writing about the Indians now, what, 2012? (laughs) You really start mining for things (laughs) sometime around this this point of the year if if nothing big is going on.
0: Ooh, Alexio Gondo threw a curveball today. Let me just dig into that a bit.
1: Uh, Let's discuss the implications of this. What if it's a good curveball? What if it's a bad curveball? And you know, then you you don't get to write about the things you want to write about, like Lonnie Chisholm. (laughs) because <laughs> he's broken as he was he had calves installed they were beautiful just shining calves but they're made of glass it turns out
0: yeah remember that guy remember Lonnie Chisholm oh
1: man remember happiness and sunshine and goodness you know what's interesting is he was turning into literally everything that was promised or yeah. is continues to he's not like he's dead but like well I mean if you look at his bat you look at his batting line from this year all 95 plate appearances of it this is that's basically a exactly the, the hitter you expected him to be. You know, 321, 394, 452. You know, some walks, more strikeouts. But mainly just powered by his batting. You know, he hit, hit, what, 25 home runs a year? That's a good, you know. That's kind of what everyone expected out of him. That's platooning, too.
0: Like, I mean, so I guess it's not quite what he was hyped up to be, right? He was supposed to be a star third baseman, but a really, really good
1: platoon bat and right field isn't the worst thing in the world, either. Unless his calves I mean, explode. I don't think... I mean, I didn't ever really expect him to become a star of a third baseman. Maybe last year was more in line with what he was. Because last year he, he was really hitting lefties and righties really well. Um, we got 12 home runs in half a season's worth of work. Slugging, what, 521. Same exact 126 OPS+. plus. That's basically the 288, sixty five twenty one. 521. That's, that's basically the player you kind of expect him to be. Yeah, I mean. And he was that player. And then again. Glass calves. <laughs> got to get those calves from my girlfriend I'm telling you we I, I think we talked about
0: that before but we just got to find a way to get them from him
1: I don't understand why you would have cl-
0: any any part of your body made of glass <laughs> It was a really risky
1: decision for Hall, but he it's went ahead just, with it and... They're again I'm sure they're gorgeous you know like Cinderella's <laughs> slippers were stylish they you know they were the as they say Cinderella was the bell of the ball does that make any sense? No, because Belle is a di- different Disney princess.
0: That's exactly what they say about Lonnie Chizenhall's
1: calves. They were the, the Bell of the calves. They're the Bell of the calf ball. <laughs> calf ball. <laughs> what? Something like that.
0: You don't play his weekend was this weekend, Merritt? Were you? I uh, did. Did you? What would you, did Chizenhall Did we even see his jersey? Um, I don't know. Chiz, you know. That's oh, all was. just Chiz. That's lame. Whatever. See, but, I
1: think Chiz Kid would be better. Like can I
0: like that. I can get into that. Right, right? see,
1: that's anything with Chizen is is what I want.
0: I want him to to join in with the rest of us and calling him Chizen anything, the Chizen cannon, the Chizen tray, the Chizen garbage calves, whatever you want to call him.
1: Oh yeah, Chizen calf, Chizen <laughs> glass, you know, all these things. But anyway, it happened. Uh,
0: it, Mike Clevenger great. Went, went all in with it. Um, I think of anybody, he was the one who took it the most well, – I mean, clearly because his, ca- his calves – his cleats a few weeks ago, he had some and got fined. So he was mm-hmm. he was all ready for this, and mm-hmm. he leaned way into his hippie aesthetic. He had Jimi Hendrix cleats. He had posts on Twitter with, like, Jimi Hendrix quotes. I don't think anybody did it quite up like Mike Clevenger did. He had his um, – uh, his mitt even was colored, which I don't even know if that's legal even on Players Weekend, but he did it anyway. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then – because remember it was like, what last year where he got in trouble by the he Tigers while people complaining glove, about it. Yeah, yeah. But then he had well, to the complain the blue and Flower and he was sunshine in the back. Because what movie is that where somebody gets traded there? Remember, remember the remember oh, yeah, the Titans. Movie. Yep. Yeah. But uh, my
1: problem... I, I I have many complaints about players weekend. <laughs> 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 no, I just there's several nicknames I do not like. To be honest with you. What? Oh, that's just uh, the 12 o'clock boys <laughs> driving by outside. That's all about that. <laughs> that's just a little bit of the – look at that DC flavor. All right. All right. So, so trying to silence your player's weekend opposition. Um, For instance, never been a big fan of Mr. Smile as a nickname. Kind of I think it's kind of lazy. That's all. It's real bad. Uh, G-Rag. Eh, I don't know about that one, Greg. <laughs>
0: Does anybody tweeted, not read that as
1: just Greg? Is that Greg? <laughs> um, Cody Anderson has the best nickname though, Big Rig. I Remember when he was <laughs> when, when he was pitching well, and uh, uh, whenever any like, the, the the Indians Twitter account like however many like uh, strikeouts such and such a player had, they put like you know that many little emojis in he one of their tweets. So like if it was Carrasco, it'd be like eight little cookies twenty eight strikeouts. Or if it was Kluber with like eight little robot heads, but <laughs> whenever, whenever it was Cody Anderson, it was always just a bunch of little semis, and I loved it. <laughs> I don't know why I loved it as so much as I did. But he's definitely like a big rig,
0: too. I can see that for Cody Allen.
1: Um, not Justin was pretty good. Kluber was pretty good. Junior is lazy. Milkman is a classic. Oh, big lawn was what they put for Chisholm Hall. That's, that's a right. little better that's uh, better
0: than yeah. big lawn you know
1: but then, but then there's like the lazy ones you kind of get bored of, like Raj, yeah, Rivera didn't make any sense. I think Yadro Alonzo's both bothered me. I tweeted about it after having a few beers <laughs> I, it was it was a combination of i'm I'm mad at him for stealing the original mr three o fives uh nickname, obviously pitbull, the American hero <laughs> but but also like something better, like over or. I wanted the nickname to be Over because of Over Yonder is where he hits the ball. Come right, on. Right, yeah. It's terrible, I know, but they're all <laughs> bad anyway. They're all terrible. And then, of course, I think that uh, I have I've many, not dislikes, but I'm unimpressed by the modern Indians Twitter account, but their constant use of referring to Jose Ramirez as, as the goat is the best thing in the world. And I think he should have had a little goat drawing in the back of his jersey. Not even the word goat, but just a little goat drawing. The emoji, yeah, that'd yeah. be perfect. There yeah. was
0: yeah. Um, Brad Boxberger did it with his. Yeah. He had a box and a cheeseburger. That was perfect. And Jose's was kind of cool. Though. Yeah, exactly. Rik- and Riquito which is just a little version of Enrique, which I think is his dad. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, so his is kind of cool. And even Michael Brantley's is just junior because his dad is... Michael Marley, that's what everybody calls him, so I guess that's okay, but I still would prefer Dr. Smooth for him, because that's his nickname, I don't care what you're called off the field, this is supposed to be what you're called by everybody else, but I don't know. Hey, you jerk. <laughs> I know it's me, your me, Michael, weekend. not your dad.
1: <laughs> yeah. I know it's Players Weekend, but <laughs> screw you.
0: Pay your salaries!
1: Also, protein shake <laughs> is the best thing ever, because that's, that's way too good.
0: Well, you saw Rich Hills, right?
1: Um, Wasn't it Dick Mountain? It was Dick
0: Mountain, they made him do D-Mountain, though, so they kind of ruined it, but... I would buy a jersey that's a Dick Mountain on it. I don't care what team it belongs to.
1: There was this book I read when I was like 12 or some shit called The Almost Perfect Game about a kid who uh, goes to a minor league baseball game with his brother and his grandparents, and he always keeps score of the game. But he finds, and his his scorecard is signed by his favorite player who's like a kind of a crappy, also ran way over the hill. Pitcher who's trying to stick around in baseball. He, you know, he made it to the majors at some point, but now he's he's in the minors and he's just kind of getting by on fumes and guile. Anyway, he's signed, it and um the kid finds out that the thing might be magic because everything he puts into it an anything ahead of time happens. But it seems only if anyway. there's a long way of saying that the, the best hitter on their team's name was literally Dick Mountain. And I just when I saw that, that's of course what I thought thought of. Anyway, the almost perfect game. That's my book recommendation of the week. <laughs> I, although
0: I think Rich Hill's actual reason for it is way better. Because there was a teammate who just took Richard and made it Dick and then Hill no, and I. No, I mean, I'm aware of why. <laughs> <laughs> but the book thing, sure, too. That's that's something that's technically a thing. <laughs> so on Players Weekend, um, Jason Kipnis, he had his, his Game of Thrones cleats that I thought were cool. Um,. Francisco Lindor had a bunch of hashtags on his like about anti-bullying and all that kind of stuff. Those were all really good. Um so I think the thing the my problem with players weekend is not some of their garbage nicknames, which some of them are garbage. Really it's I'm billing. mad about all of them actually. Go on. <laughs> is is knowing that within twenty four hours within what was it, seventy two hours of players weekend started, you can be fined again for wearing your cleats. So it's like yeah. almost kind of disingenuous that they're saying, Oh, we care about the personalities. Get them out there, all this stuff. And then, no, no. When it's when we're done marketing it, you go back to your normal plain cleats.
1: Well, I mean, we can all agree that baseball is the second or third worst major American sports, uh, whatever, at marketing their players. Um, I don't know which one's worse. I guess hockey's pretty good at marketing their stars. Hockey's getting a lot better. Yeah. Well, it's hockey's a great sport. Hockey is objectively the best sport played in America. <laughs> it's just... It's exhausting to watch sometimes, and to be honest, midseason regular season in playoff hockey is one of the most you know divergent level types of play in the world. But anyway, I lost my train of thought. Oh yeah, football is terrible <laughs> at marketing their stars. They just they just market the most milquetoast, boring nothings. like, I'm a Raiders fan, but I just Derek Carr is boring, and he should not be the face of any advertising campaign. <laughs> He's boring. Oh god, he's so boring. <laughs> Just such a square nerd. Oh, so that, to thought again. Oh yeah,
0: the fact that players are going to be fine, but I can. What they said about Clevenger, mm-hmm. um, I think. I think they said it like right after they find him, like the reason was it was kind of snuck in the bottom of their their press release or whatever was that they don't want the cleats to turn into walking billboards. Which if that if that's the total honest truth, I could actually get behind MLB. Doing that, because if, if they yeah. want the floodgates all together, like, you could put whatever on your cleats, you know eventually there's going to be players who just basically sell ad space on their shoes. And I really hate the NBA and their little patch logo thing. It's not helping anybody. It looks gross. I I I was watching the
1: WNBA this weekend and yeah, they have, they have the much more obvious like, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we we already have in America between that and the MLS, what it could look like. So. Right.
0: And anything we can do to avoid putting like more garbage on jerseys, I'm all for. I want, I want to go as far as just having whites and gray jerseys. That's it. We're done. (laughs) Not even the alternates. That's like the one thing I'm very old school baseball about is I like just seeing the basic uniforms not even the the cool like teal colors the mariners have that's the closest to an alternate i like but the rest of them i just want to see your home and away and your name on the front and your or team name on the front your name on the back and number and that's it
1: yeah you are a big loser i agree (laughs) Uh, that was mean unless
0: the cleats were you could do whatever then i'd be okay with that just not ads
1: no see i mean just in terms of i mean listen I'm almost okay with the idea of a player being able to do that, sell ad space on their shoe if they're making money off of it because well, they should make more money. But that only, that that merely opens the, that opens the gates even wider to the team starting to do that. And then of course the player becomes an even bigger walking billboard than just they already are for the team, which of course is again, not what we want at all here. So I understand the logic. Um,
0: and i definitely kind of agree there's some
1: that. kind of wiggle room there though i mean i mean you could say like if it if it's a charitable thing but then you look at a team like uh wasn't it? was, it, was either real madrid or barcelona one of the two that had unicef on their jersey for a while because they were like well, we've never had a uh, they were always like we've never had ads on our jerseys but you we know we're going to have a unicef because it's a good thing it's a charity and then they eventually just had like you know arab airlines you know emirate airlines or whatever it was um yeah
0: because you get into like some murky territory there because you either say somehow word it so you can't have any brands but then somebody's going to come along and want a charity and then you got to say no or you have to do like mlb pre-approved brands or something weird or like you can't be paid to put stuff on your shoes but then you can always get around that like right they can pay you under the or just pay you not even under the table but just in other ways and not paying directly for the shoe and then you're still good so
1: I guess that that is that is the only avenue is uh, like you said there's just no no ads you know no no companies or anything it can be it can be simple artwork and and that's about it but at that point even that that's kind of advertising for the artist I suppose I don't know there was a neat article in Fangraphs today that was even talking about things like this it was well tangentially about it was just about they're talking about LeBron James and his tattoos and just about who owns the rights to your tattoos and things like that because like if you're because, like, you know, if you play 2K or whatever, LeBron James has all his tattoos. If you play a baseball video game, do you'd think that any tattooed baseball player should have all their tattoos as well. You know, like, I, I think if I, were, if I were playing as, to use a name I haven't thought about in a while, Joel Zumaya. He had flames all up and down his arm because he threw real hard. Like, he should have that in the video game as well. But, like, you know, that artwork is kind of copyrighted by some tattoo artist somewhere. So, I don't know.
0: Yeah, that's hard. Like Even you if said, you say
1: like no ads, you can do like colors of
0: a company and say, "Oh, it's not an ad." What are you talking about? Yeah, exactly. Lots of nodding, winking, and smiling. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, I definitely agree. Players should get more money. I don't think they should have to be selling ads on their shoes. I think the owners should be paying them more money.
1: Yeah, the they have to pay,
0: sell billboards on their shoes to get more money. I think we're we're in trouble there. I mean, look
1: at the NBA. I mean, they say, "Oh, we're not making any money," and I'm like, "Eat my butt! You're not making any money." And then also, <laughs> they're just going to put more ads on. You know, I mean. Manchester United is what the most profitable team in the world right. and also they have at this point I think the ugliest jersey in Premier League uh, football right now is because it has a big stupid Chevy logo on it like uh, at least the AIG logo was was tasteful if disgusting because AIG also helped destroy the American economy but but at least it looked
0: nice on a jersey
1: yeah at least That's it had a, a stateliness to it you know like <laughs> That's why I only like bet 365. I think this was on the Watford jerseys or something like that. You know, uh, a mid to low tier team that have like betting parlors and just companies I've ever heard of on their jerseys. Those are my kind of teams.
0: So any other thoughts on just the general weirdness or badness or goodness of Players Weekend? I mean, was my only I, thought like, about the cleats.
1: I liked it. I just, I wish there were things that seemed a little contrived that I wish were a little more... You know, genuine, you know, like they had the camera down in the dugout and like, it. it I, I don't know, the, the, the players were enjoying being on camera all the time, but it almost felt like they were, t- it was almost like a, hey, you know, there's a camera here, right? you know, p- play up and make a big hit or something like that or, or something. I don't know, it just seemed like they were being a little more boisterous than they would normally be when, you know, that's how baseball should be, you know, it's like, I'm, I'm thinking back to during the All-Star game when they, when they, had, a, they had miked up uh, Francisco Lindor. And I don't know. Just the, the whole atmosphere around that game was just very playful and, and silly. You know, I mean, yeah, obviously they should take take it a little bit seriously because I don't know. It's good to take things seriously, I guess, but at the same time, it's just I think that that, that seeming, at least to me, contrived energy that surrounded the whole weekend. They w- would do the sport well to have that be a little bit more authentic, just all the time. You know, I don't. I don't know that, and and that's a that's a sustained complain about baseball as a whole is it it always has this weird austere sense of you know george willness to it that needs to i think shake wants to he continued to be a viable idea in the 21st century maybe i'm wrong i don't know
0: i think you're right and this is a good first step but it's still like a very contained specific thing and, and contrived like you said i think it'd be neat if they like encouraged during the weekend you can take your phones more places and share more yeah you're encouraged to post more on Instagram and Twitter and all that stuff, like behind the scenes stuff. I, that'd be cool. I don't want to see a set up camera and then they come up
1: and do things like.
0: I. That's not think, really the player's personality.
1: I think that Outfitters should be able to have their phones and have Twitter account and just be in the <laughs> outfield, just just just, just <laughs> tweeting stuff. I think
0: that'd be a lot of fun. Not, not much is going on. <laughs> like laying on their backs, arms full, extended in the air, just typing away on their phone.
1: Like I'm just, I'm just thinking back to uh, I went to a, a Nationals game a couple weeks ago, and uh, Bryce Harper was playing center field for a couple uh, for like the, most of the game. And it was an expert move by the manager because the ball was never once hit to Bryce Harper the entire game. <laughs> so, you know, his defense was sterling. And then Maybe one pop fly or something like that. So, But that's a lot of time to kill and you're standing in the outfield. I think we can all remember back when we played Little League. Didn't become, at least me, I was terrible, so I got stuck in the outfield. You have a lot of time to pick a lot of grass. <laughs> and it's not like that, that really changes when you get to the majors. I mean, the players are better, but at this point... I don't know, the well once you get out of the infield things get well, way, way less stressful. So I don't know. I I agree with you. Let the um also some of those uniforms I think should exist more. Not all of them, but like I like the Orioles ones. I don't know if you saw those at all. They were bright orange with black sleeves and the hats were really sick. They were like the, the logo was uh was the swinging Oriole, but it was orange on orange, and for some reason I really liked how that looked. Um some of the uniforms are really nice too. I mean, I,
0: I, I disagree, obviously, because they should just have home whites and road grays. But well, That's because, apparently, you're a 97-year-old man. <laughs> Where are my pinstripes? Oh, <laughs> oh pinstripes are so good. Like, Well, obviously. I, I mean, The Brewers' alternates that, are so good. I
1: think that the Mets' pinstripes are some of the most underrated oh, yeah. jerseys in all sports. Those are awesome. With the orange stripe, right? Do they orange or do they have blue? They have orange and blue, don't they? I think so, yeah. I watch a ton of the Mets, so I mean... I don't. Those, those are those <laughs> rule. Those ones are nice. Um, I don't know, didn't the marlin, or the Mariners have pinstripes? For, or the Marlins did have pinstripes when they. Those were, were super were the good. Fl- yeah,
0: when they had cool. an actual Marlin as their logo, they were just flopping yeah. over. Yeah, it was a,
1: here's a dead Marlin I just
0: caught. <laughs> Take a look. <laughs> Come to my baseball game. I have a dead fish.
1: Do <laughs> you guys serve fish in the park? No, no fish. <laughs> what's, what's the point of any of this? Why am I even here? No, but I, don't, I like I like the pullover look. You know, like those um, those Pirates ones from the uh, 70s, I think, are some of the best What jer- With yeah, the pillbox hats. Yeah. Those are dope. I miss the old from... Pirates logo where it's just a, a crudely drawn pirate.
0: They have it on their side patches sometimes, too, but I miss it as a yeah, pirate Yeah, I know talking about. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. crappy old
1: buccaneer. Yeah, no, it rules. Yeah. yeah,
0: If anybody wants to see a really good logo, Google the eerie sea wolves from, like, the 2000s. It's just a really badly drawn wolf in a pirate costume. It's really good. It's my favorite.
1: Okay, I'm doing it right now, actually. And, and, well,
0: after you do that, look up Mahoning Valley Diamond Dogs while I intro this next section, and just just admire that logo.
1: Which um, logo is it? Is it this pirate dog? The Seawolves?
0: Yeah. All right, we'll take a little aside here and go on logo thing it, here
1: because we got the,
0: we got this, is it this one? Because they got this pirate dog. This, this, this. So the new pirate dog has that E at the top, and it looks like a nice, you know, not that one. No, that one's dumb.
1: The other one. The one that isn't symmetrical. Um, this throwback looking one. There's like
0: crossbones behind it? Yes. Yes, that's the one. That's such yeah, a good logo. Go.
1: That's really a good logo.
0: <laughs> and then there's one where it doesn't have a head or anything and it's howling. I don't know why.
1: Dude, there's Which one weird. here that's just it's a dog's skull. <laughs> and, it has, and it has bats, but the handles of the bats are like a, a cutlass handle. Oh, that's great. Now, you can oh, take a minute something.
0: and prepare for this one. Um, look up Oh, I forgot the name. I just said it. Diamond Dogs. Diamond Dogs. What is that?
1: Well, the Diamond Dogs are the group that Big Boss formed in uh, <laughs> in the Metal Gear too. Solid <laughs> series.
0: Hold on, I gotta find this because I need you to see this. Live they were anymore. a uh,
1: you yeah, know they were an an, an extra. Oh, okay. They were a military group, and they. Um... All
0: right. Anybody listening at home, Mohawk Valley Diamond Dogs. I, mean, I, I, I want you to look it, at it Diamond up. Dogs. All like Diamond <laughs> Dogs <stuff>. <laughs> So <laughs> do Mohawk <laughs> Valley. It's v- Mohawk Valley? Valley Diamond Dogs. This is in the PCGBL. It's the very first one, and it's the one you're thinking. Oh, that's awesome! Wait, <laughs> okay, so
1: I don't understand this. He's got a—it's a dog, <laughs> and he's got a giant bone for a bet. and what appears to be a miner's helmet. Oh, <laughs> no, they're not a and... minor
0: league team. He's just—he just has a miner's helmet.
1: And he's shooting a, some sort of laser at this ball. I assume to make it hover there and just so he can swing and easily hit a home run.
0: Now, you're missing the diamond earring, which is sparkling. Oh, shoot. Yeah, he's got a diamond earring and a diamond <laughs> necklace. Oh, no. A studded necklace. And it's drawn... It's it's paint. That's all it is. It's just some kids drawing. Like, this is one
1: paint. of the greatest logos in <laughs> sports history. So
0: if you click view image on the first Google result, it's some guy says, "I'll design a better logo for free. Please consider." And that's the only comment on the logo. Hell yeah! It's so great. And if you look like on their official stuff, like they do good, like decent promotional stuff, and then it's just that logo just sitting there, so just staring great. you in the face in the middle of their. Because they were the champions last year.
1: The hell's a Jamestown jammer? What's a jammer?
0: <laughs> that whole league is full of good ones.
1: You know, minor league baseball rules. That's
0: There's not some... even minor league. That's independent league. Oh, that's the better. kind of teams I get to watch around here.
1: Anyway. Rules. What's <laughs> a team that games. turned into the, brats, the Wisconsin Brats? What was the team that did that this year? I don't know. Anyway, continue while I Google <laughs> pictures of bratwursts.
0: So, Jason Kipnis, the Indians technically played this <laughs> oh week. I got pictures from There's so many of them. <laughs> Kipnis wearing his Game of Thrones cleats that he had from Players Weekend. He went four for five on Sunday with an inside-the-park home run. So, clearly, that means he's better. He's fixed. Um, he's not going to be batting below the Mendoza line anymore. We're all saved. And he's going to win the World Series. Um, Tito basically said before the game, before that even happened, um, he said, quote, we've talked about everything as we're supposed to do. I know it sounds good on paper, and even it sounds good to be on paper. There are a thing other to consider. Ah, there's other things you have to consider about other than just numbers, so that's probably why he stayed where he is, which is a really big non-answer. It's just saying there's other things. Don't worry about it. It's He's not moving off second base is basically what Tito's getting at there. McKitness um, said that uh, his biggest issue has always been his hands this season trying to figure out where to put him to hit the ball, and he figured it out the night before with a rolled-up magazine, and apparently that, that worked. Um, and we are absolutely only hearing about that because he went four for five. If he happened to go hitless... Mm-hmm. We never hear about that. If he goes hitless for another like half-dozen games, we won't hear about it again. But suddenly, he, he swung a magazine. He's fixed now. Um, what do we think about Jason Kipnis here? He's not going anywhere. <laughs> They're not moving Jose Ramirez off third. They're not going to move Kipnis off second. Um, we're pretty much stuck with him for better or worse.
1: Well, we all know what that also means, don't we? Uh, less Yandy is, which, of course, we're all sad about. Versus. I don't know, man. I mean... Listen, it's it's amazing the how one little thing can make such a huge difference in baseball. I mean, I think back of, uh, the most obvious example of this is Jose Batista, who made a slight adjustment to to his I think to his stride uh, in September of twenty what was the year before he had uh, fifty four home runs um but if you look no, at his numbers in let's see jose Batista, i gotta use, use the google but if you look at his numbers that in that september he hit like 12 home runs or something that's just when he that, changes his stride a little bit yeah he, I, and again it, it it helped with his timing and it helped with all this other stuff like there's a you know again there's a reason people kept, didn't give up on him for all this time but it was um let's see if it so yeah in 2009 he hit, like, 800 or something like that in September alone. Um, it seems like so long ago
0: now. Wait, I was going to say, in 2010, but, is that when he hit the 54? Was it that long ago?
1: Yeah, in 20, yeah right? What? <laughs> <laughs> that was, like, four years ago. I know. It's, um, oof. Yeesh. Anyway. Slowly dying. Uh, <laughs> no, time, man. It keeps on doing that thing. I hate when it does this. But but of us to say, like, it's, it hit 10 home runs in September October. So, he... Made the small adjustment and his OPS jumped four hundred points. Um, I don't know. May- maybe it's it's not out of the realm of possibility, but he just Kipnis has been so terrible all year. How many games Fine. do you need
0: to know? You think? Like, are you are you satisfied after one game? Like, clearly he's fixed it. No, I mean, you need God no. Like
1: okay, he was hitting against a man I've never heard of, and a bunch of other garbage. Like, I, don't, I don't mean to belittle the, hit, the the pitchers of the Royals. They're better than I've ever been at anything, probably. Although, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's, it's a hard thing to say, because they're bad at being major leaguers. So, um, And I've never even had to do that. So, checkmate. Uh, but, I tell you, you
0: haven't lost any games in the majors. That's all I'm saying.
1: You know, I'm, I'm, I've never even given a hit, buddy. All right? Uh, so... I don't know. Again, it's a bunch of bad pitchers, and if he, if, if he thinks this is what it worked, I don't know what took him so long. Um, again, maybe it's one of those things you just don't notice for a long time. And He said that his brother called him and noted something also. His brother's a real asshole for taking this long to call him and tell him that. Brothers are the worst, I tell you.
0: <laughs> yeah, hey, I saw you struggling for a month. I saw this thing. <laughs> I
1: was laughing. It was great. Anyway, do this. It'll be much <laughs> better. Thanks, Jerk. But, no, he's got, what, a month now? I mean, yeah, if, if for the next month he hits, not even great, but, you know, just posts like a – because, like, you know, after I read that, I went and go, go look at his splits from month to month, and first half, second half, and there's no real demonstrative difference between his first half and his second half. He's just kind of been the same I mean, 20% the thing, right? worse than average hitter um, – Pretty much all year, he's had small blips where it seems better. And again, he, he got to hit against a bad team. That's I wrote an article about that back in I don't know a couple a couple weeks ago. Like, how can we really judge a lot of these the pitching performances we're seeing out of these guys because they're they're again they're pitching against you know very like, I don't know how good Shane Bieber really is if you go at people he's been starting against they're just not very good at all. But Kimb I don't know like his he's nothing screams to me that he. Has more in the tank than we've seen, uh, but hey, if he, if he does it for the next month, then great. Yeah, I was, I was trying to look I, at I, the... oh, go I figured they weren't going to go anywhere from him. You know, like, like they're not—they weren't going to pick anyone else up, and they're not going to play Yandy Diaz, and we're stuck with Mookie Cabrera somehow, <laughs> some way. Is that recency bias, man, um, it's killing me.
0: <laughs> but I tried to look at like every little thing. Mm-hmm. That, could, that could change for Kipnis from year to year. And, like, if you look at the pitches that's thrown to him, where he's swinging, when he's swinging, like, all of his contact rates are the same. He's done the same against every other pitch. He's a little worse against cutters this year, but it's not like people are throwing him a ton. So, there's no like way he's being attacked. Right. He's just not hitting good, which I don't know if that's good or bad. <laughs> maybe it is just his hands, and maybe there's something where he can start driving the ball a little better, and that's all he needs. But I mean, he's still hitting the ball just as hard as he did before. He's got a little bit lower back and he's walking more now. Um, so it's just really bizarre how he's just just hitting worse. That's, like, the only answer to it. He's just not hitting. I know. mean, is
1: it – you know, it's, it's like we're seeing a very similar thing in Bryce Harper with the Nationals where he's just been bad, like, all year, but he's just not – like, he's still having a good year. You know, he had an O.P. on base of, like, 350. He's still slugging, like, 480 or something like that. So, like, he, even if you look at his numbers – it's it's, it's going to look worse than normal, but it's not going to be bad. But yeah, like you said, it's just is he. I don't know. This is the thing. I'm sure everyone who's written who writes for Let's Go Tribe, anyone who even thinks about the Indians in a more than casual sense, has looked into the stats of Jason Gibbs. Gone. What? Why? What? Like he's more patient. <laughs> like that's the thing. He's right, he more should patient. be better this year. Not he's workers. making more contact. Um, He's swinging and missing less. Like it's just—it's so strange across the board. It's just—I don't know. It, nothing screams to you, and yet maybe it's just that. Maybe it's all just bad luck. I mean, yeah, what is bad? His BABIP is fifty points below his career average. So, yeah. I don't know. I always do the lazy thing of add fifty to all his to to to, his, to his, all the his numbers in his slash line. Then Alex looks pretty, you know, respectable at least.
0: And I've grown to just expect that they're. They're just going by the hot hand and whatever, but maybe that's what they're seeing. Maybe they they understand that this is just some kind of lock, and they're really
1: hoping he's going to snap out of it at the right time. Um, um I mean, and, and part of it too, maybe. Be. It, I, I, and I, I mentioned this in that article I wrote uh, about him and Brantley a couple of weeks ago, it's about sample sizes and knowing, you know, how to judge a player. I mean, maybe this is just yet another piece of it of evidence of shifts taking away you know, the, the margins where a player existed in one way or another, you know what I mean? Like maybe there's just hits. Like I, I, the data is out there. I've seen pictures of it from, you know, guys who work in, in, you know, MWB advanced media and stuff of like how, of of where guys are shifted on and where hits disappear to and things like that. We, We don't have access to this data, unfortunately, which is frustrating, but, Maybe there's something to that. Maybe he's just the, the defense positioning on him has gotten so good that the places where his hits usually fall are now gone and they're now players. And just combined the increased athleticism across the game, maybe the margins are just smaller for him and he just is what he's always been, a slightly above average player. But when defenses on average are maybe just better than slightly above average – he becomes much worse than average. So I don't know. That's maybe something to think about too. I, I, I mentioned that with Brantley, um, you know, how ground balls beco- are becoming less and less of a thing that becomes a hit. with each passing year. Maybe that's, I mean, Kipnis is hitting less ground balls too is a thing. So it's a little confusing, but maybe even with the fly balls and line drives, the players are now there as opposed to being, you know, elsewhere.
0: Yeah. I like your, your idea about margins. It's just a slim margin for him. Cause he's, He's never been like a terribly, not terribly great, but a super great player. He's always been sort of decent enough and above average. And mm-hmm. if we're doing even those these minor shifts that knock everybody down a slight notch, like his going down as a tiny bit is maybe an 86 WRC plus player. I don't know, I yeah. guess. I
1: mean, I mean, his best year ever was what, 124? Yeah, 127. One, right. Well, yeah, that one. That's but like, thinking. if you look, yeah, but if we oh, know like... I think baseball shifted more in the first three weeks of the, of the season this year than they did in all of 2015. So, you know, it's it's something crazy like that. there's Everyone shifts all the time. Defenses are constantly just maneuvering around. And between that, the ground ball is disappearing as a whole. Um, the ball not flying as well this year, too, is a thing I think people aren't really talking about it quite as much. Like, you know, home run rate is down, you know, not a huge amount, but it's down, I mean, last year was record-setting, but home run rate is still down this year, so... That's um, something I was talking about with uh, Yandere Alonso as well. Maybe some of the fly balls that would have gone over the fence for Kipnis are now just warning track shots or things of that nature. So I don't know. Again, pitchers get, are getting better every year too. So
0: so what's your feeling on, on the fact that he's here and he's going to be in the playoffs? Is this something to super be worried about? Or I mean, do I, they just need to rush out right away and find something or anything to replace? Well, they're not going to,
1: but yeah, should no, they? I. I mean, there's there's things I prefer they did, but they're not going to do them. So right. I don't know. I've I've always subscribed to the the, pers- the the point of view of if there's something you can do about it, there's no sense in worrying about it. He's going to be out there uh, again. Maybe this hand adjustment is going to be the big key that unlocks you know his greatness again. Yeah, that's, but, that's
0: basically what my article was. I wrote today about Jason Kipnis, the fact that he's going to stick around. I just said the sooner you accept it, the happier will be. Because <laughs> if yeah, you look yeah. around, like let's go try game threads and post like. It's just all hating Jason Kipnis, and at this point, what's the point? He's not going
1: anywhere. It doesn't matter. No, oh, um, I know. I you could be mad I, that Diaz—he's blocking
0: every, Yandy Diaz—but that's about it.
1: Every team needs a needs its scapegoats every year. We we've always all had them. Um, every season, I think I could probably look look at it and just and and find the guy who I decided that year was, you know, the the reason the team didn't do better than they could have. Brian Shaw carried that torch. <laughs> Just like a hero. He you was know, just a champion <laughs> of getting blamed for things that were not his fault for his entire Indians career, pretty much. You know, get before that, I don't know. I, I can't even think back that far at this point. I mean, Michael Martinez was those same Brian Shaw years. But he, Michael it was Martinez. his fault. It
0: wasn't a scapegoat. He was just bad.
1: True. Um, <laughs> I looked at poor yeah. Brian
0: Shaw today. He is not – it is not oh, going so good bad. for him still.
1: His ERA I mean, is yeah. down to six something, but poor man. I mean – who would have thought that a guy here relies on a pitch that breaks would hit, <laughs> to throw not, 75% of the time would suffer in Chicago or in Colorado? Weird how that works. No one no one saw
0: that guy. <laughs> <laughs> the Indians have their own. Um, so his bullpen friend back there, Cody Allen, um, oh. for the longest time it was shawling out in the back of the bullpen. Everybody was angry at both of them. Sometimes people understood Cody Allen was so good. But this year, Cody Allen is not so good. Um, four earned runs in his last three innings. That includes the back-to-back home runs on Saturday night against the Twins or against the Royals, which was just depressing. It was a total of four pitches
1: in that game for Cody. That had to. Be I saw that. I saw that worst. dude Ryan O'Hearn in the, in uh, single A baseball like like two dozen times. <laughs> My nickname for him was Big Hoss, and I heckled him merciless. <laughs> no, I, no, I didn't heckle him because I was a big Legends fan, so I cheered him on vociferously and bellowed his name. <laughs> I remember. I never... where...
0: Speaking of heckling, when Michael Trout, or Michael Trout, when Mike Trout was a rookie, I was at an Indians game with him there, and I was sitting in uh, the bleachers and I remember people yelling at him. Sometimes I think that's what that's what spurred him on to be so good. So you're welcome. Mm-hmm. So the people in front of me in the bleachers are the reason Mike Trout is so good at baseball because they were they, they did they were it baby. You're <laughs> but
1: welcome. Anyway. Hey, hey, we got we got to we got to hey. One of the greatest of all time because of those idiots. <laughs> but what is this Cody Allen idea? going on here? He's, he's not good. Because I wrote about this a couple weeks ago, didn't I? Just about how he's suffering. Mm-hmm. All the numbers don't tell you a whole lot. His ground ball rate is down, but it was down last year too. Fly ball rate is career high. Well, there's – these are the things, Matt – I. Think what I discovered was that his curveball is either not breaking as much as it used to, or else he's locating it higher in the zone. Either way, that's batting practice, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe he's bad. I mean, maybe he's just bad now. That that's just ha- it. It happens with relievers, you know. Like, I mean, it happens with any player. Really, they just become bad. He's, but. And it happens out I, I mean Just happened with Brian Shaw. Yes, he went to Colorado, which doesn't help at all. But again, maybe this is just it for Cody Allen. Maybe last year was his last pretty good year. He's been, I think, something short of an elite closer for three years now. I'd say 2014 2017. I guess or would be his. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, you give him. He's got two week array right over that stretch, but uh, striking out twelve. For every three walks, 26 home runs given up over a period of four years is pretty good. So, I don't know. He's – I don't know what his relievers. Their shelf life just seems to be bizarre like that. I, I remember there were even a couple of comments in the uh, – in that article I wrote. Like, why is it this – why why is that with relievers, you know? Like, and I, I don't think it's because they're always throwing max effort because starters do that too. So – I don't know. What do you think? Why is he so bad? I mean, I, I again, I dug into this a couple weeks ago. And, I, and the only thing I could find was maybe his curveball isn't as is reliable anymore. And so when he does throw it, it, it becomes garbage. Then you can't trust his fastball and, and unless he becomes more predictable. And sometimes he just looks a little bit like a deer in the headlights out there. So, hey, maybe he's kind of lost his nerve a little bit. Who knows? Yeah.
0: I mean, but I don't know. With him and Kitness, I feel like we're kind of at this spot where, where it just comes down to that. Like, we don't know. We've gotten all these numbers and we're so close to like, getting a full grasp on how baseball works and then stuff just starts leaking out everywhere Mm -hmm. he's just bad and we can't tell why same with kipnis he's just everything's the same he's just bad now (laughs) i guess that's the human element and managing and all that good stuff lock a lot um he's just bad i mean is he gonna be the closing the post this is another thing where tito said he's gonna stick with him we might see him in non-closer situations to fix his mechanics again which by the way he did that he was quote-unquote fixed for a little bit and now he's bad again so I mean, if this happens in October, I'm gonna burn my Cody Allen jersey that I don't have. <laughs> I'm gonna go out
1: and buy myself now. Um, <laughs> well, I mean,
0: he can't maybe, be the closer
1: in the postseason, right? Like, no, God, no. They have, they have two relievers who are miles better than him. But he's gonna you know, be though. That's the but problem. then, what do you use him for? You know, people gotta carry bags, man. People got a lot of bags. If they it, take between. I got, but but I, but <laughs> really. I, Th- this is one of the things that, that we kind of counted on, right? Like they make the trade for the t- for the third bullpen arm. Uh, the rotation would be healthy. That's hopefully still going to come true. Uh, we really need Trevor Bauer to figure that out. The offense, <laughs> that leg will working. Be, the offense will be enough. Um, again, still a little bit top heavy, but what can you do? And then Cody Allen and and Andrew Miller would come back and be fine. Andrew Miller has, you know, if recently, if you watch him, I mean. He looks great. He looks like Andrew Miller. Cody Allen does not look like Andrew Miller. He doesn't look like Cody Allen. He doesn't look like anything useful. So I don't know what you do with that. Um, I mean, that's I know a- that one of the values of of having Terry Francona is him is him trusting is how the players trust him and how he trusts the players. But after a while, like you, can, you need to do what's best for the team. I suppose, right? Like I, I think that Jason Kim being at second is much less harmful in a short series in the playoffs than Cody Allen pitching high leverage innings. So maybe that's what they do. Maybe he still pitches in late innings, but he's used in lower leverage situations. You know, maybe he pitches the eighth inning, but he pitches the eighth inning when it's six, seven, eight, you know, yeah. Or seven, eight, nine or something like that. He just, he just happens to find his way around the, the, the top five or six hitters. In the team. Cause they have, they have two guys who can take those two, you know, can knock those guys down. Is yeah, that's a not hope, even that I guess? That it's just like ahead. high
0: leverage that he's bad in. He just, there was no just, leverage. He was in no, the ninth no, inning, yeah. and the bases were a little empty, and he just gave up two home runs. So, I mean, it's just, uh, he's just bad. I don't know.
1: Two home runs and a hard-to-hit home run park against two rookies. Like, it <laughs> literally can't look away. at, you know, it's it's literally the worst situation that could have absolutely... <laughs> I went to bed early then <laughs> I to oh, Did you really? Morning. Yeah, I was like, "Oh, they got this laptop," <laughs> and then I went to check my phone next morning. I was like, "What the?"
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've done that I was, once or twice. It's the worst. I was
1: so mad, and then I saw it was Ryan O'Hearn. one of them was like, "Oh well, I mean, damn."
0: But <laughs> no, it's okay. Big hoss, you're a hero. <laughs> <laughs> so <sighs> when Cody Allen's gone this year, so we can look ahead mm-hmm. to to the non Cody Allen 2019 because schedules were released. Um, The Indians, they open their next season in Minnesota, of all places, on March
1: 28th. They come to D.C., so I'm very happy to go to the series there and in Baltimore. That's right, people. Woo! Me benefiting.
0: (laughs) D.C. is the last series of the year, right? Yeah. So you're either going to be watching probably a team that's clinched months ago or one that mm-hmm. collapsed, and we're all really depressed. So mm-hmm. have fun there. There's no t-
1: no wiggle room there. I can see a bunch <laughs> of players that uh, a lot of guys uh, deep in the forty man <laughs> roster on in those games. Because no, if we probably... get to that
0: point, the Indians haven't locked, or if the Twins are ahead of them, that's just awful. Like even next year, the division's going to be awful. So if the Indians don't have everything wrapped up by then, you're in trouble.
1: You know, I really didn't think about that. Yeah, that's going to be. <laughs> and the Nationals are going to be really bad because
0: oh, Harper's yeah. going to be gone. I mean. How we can see that Bryce Harper's not going back to the Nationals, right?
1: Like I, mean, I don't know. I mean honestly, that I think seems they're, like they're better. Train wreck. I, I think they're a better people. team than people give them credit for, you know. I mean, the Nationals a beast. They still have uh Eaton and um Trey Turner and uh they got a couple know, okay pitchers, I guess. Strasburg yeah, I mean, they, like, you know, they're okay. Yeah, exactly. So they're good. I mean, I th- the top end they're pretty good. It's just they they'd really fall into a white socks and stars and scrub situation pretty quickly if they don't, you know. Figure something out. I don't know yeah. how good their, their farm system is though, so I don't know. Anyway, yeah.
0: And the Indians, their weirdest part of the season next year is in May. So, so from May sixth to the ninth, they face the White Sox at home. Mm-hmm. May tenth to the twelfth, they fly to the West Coast and face Oakland. And then thirteenth and fourteenth, they go to Chicago and face the White Sox. So that's going to be a rough series. That's like in the middle of two weeks straight of games. So in the middle of May, we're going to get some awful baseball, I, I think. Even though we're playing. Wait,
1: explain Sox. that to me again. I need to look at this real right. quick.
0: So look in May, May 6th to 9th, they play Chicago at home. May 10th to the 12th, they go to Oakland. May 13th to the 14th, they go to Chicago and play the White Sox again. No travel days in there.
1: They just play a lot. <laughs> oh, wow, you're right. Right. That trip to Oakland sure does suck.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was just looking at the schedule like, wait a minute. There's no travel days here, and because don't you usually do like a West Coast trip and get all the teams? Then like they're not doing yeah. that. The Mariners know, are early yeah. on in the season.
1: Well, yeah, yeah, that's how they started this this past year right. or this current year rather.
0: Right, it's just all over the place. So also, really it's a,
1: it's a two game series in Chicago. Yep,
0: got to go to Chicago for that. Can't miss it.
1: That doesn't make any sense at all. And then they have a nice little <laughs> long homestand against Baltimore, Oakland, and Tampa. That's
0: nice. And also remember, they start the season in Minnesota, so there's going to be some snow delays. So there's going to be some makeup games somewhere in there. Which oh, just the fact they're opening in Minnesota is so dumb. The fact that Minnesota I, doesn't have a dome is so dumb.
1: I just feel like computers can figure that because this used to all be done by 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 this couple, right? Like they right. they do the entire uh, thing. There's got to be a way where you can type in the computer, okay, computer, all early season games should either be in domes or in the <laughs> south for the first two or three weeks of the season. Figure it out, you stupid computer. Have enough considered no- that maybe Major League Baseball is just too
0: scared to tell the computers that at this point? Like, they've gotten too smart and they're just frightened to backtalk their computers?
1: What are they going to do? Just schedule all the games in the Atlantic Ocean? I mean, they could, I guess. you got to listen to the computer if it tells you where to play. and You play in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> All, all games on top of the Pacific Garbage Patch. Oh, all right. I guess it's a good way to expand a fan base to fish? I think I secretly know. somewhere, the Major League computers are like
0: on the verge of Terminator. And they know it, and they know if they try to change the schedule, that's just going to set it off. Because that's the only explanation for not having something smarter than starting the season in Minnesota
1: and this weird trip in the middle of May. Hey, they're going to be in New York in the middle of August Ooh, for my wife's birthday. Maybe I could plan a trip to New York for her birthday.
0: Happy birthday. Let's go watch a baseball game for me. Perfect. <laughs> go somewhere else. These hey, our second date expensive. was at a baseball game. It
1: it's okay. First date, something. I don't know. Whatever. Anyway. That's a schedule. It's, I mean, we've got the All-Star Game, too, of course, in Cleveland. That'd be fun, I guess. Yeah, I don't you care know. about. it. I'm not in I mean, I won't be there. It won't bother me at all. I mean, I was in the <laughs> place. I was in the place where it was this year, and it. Didn't, it, it bar- I barely even noticed it happening. So. I probably, I probably could have spent a little more time going to the exhibits and stuff. Sure, but you know, whatever. Get off my ass. So,
0: was it a big deal, like in the city? Mean, there were things, mean, things go on. going on because that always like it's this big thing every year. Like everybody wants it so bad.
1: I mean, there was a thing down at the convention center, but there's always something going on down the convention center. It was more obvious that like uh, OtterCon was going on the week before, um, and then there were banners up and stuff. But like, no, not not really. No, the traffic wasn't any heavier than normal that day. Um, no, it was it was fine. Nothing, n- <laughs> Just, n- nothing really impressive, you know. <laughs> the, the weather was nice. That
0: was nice, yeah, yeah, Bryce Harper and a couple home runs in home on derby. That was fun. Remember like how big dingers. of a story that was for, like, a
1: day, and now nobody gives a shit? Like, who cares about the well, All-Star game? <laughs> well, that, that's that's the fun of the, uh, of the of the Home Run Derby, you know? And, and really any of the All-Star game, and really baseball. Things happen, and you, and you care about it for a day, and it just stops mattering immediately.
0: I guess that's kind of fun.
1: Because that's the playfulness of baseball, man. None, none of it really matters ever, you know? <laughs> well, play- if
0: and <laughs> then you die. That's the point of baseball.
1: Hey, some things matter. <laughs> <laughs> what? In instance, Name one. I was... I was watching uh, Club America play, uh, I don't even know how to pronounce it, P- The Pumas, U-N-A-M, uh, <laughs> in uh, the ca- the Capito Classico, Capital Classico, something like that, Classico Capital. <laughs> I watch a lot of Mexican League soccer, <laughs> anyway, they so tied cultured, the man. game in the 95th minute, down 11 men to 9, it was amazing Wait, to what? tie the game, hold on, yeah. I don't
0: watch, so- what does that mean, down 11 men to 9, like 2 well, in penalty, uh, or 2 just is, quit?
1: Yeah, but- they had gotten two two red cards. <laughs> oh, okay. And so they were playing with only nine men. And by all rights, should have lost the game. But they drew, which is, you know, you salvage at least a point. Anyway, it's quite impressive. That matters. Or Wait, something. so red cards don't even stop time? They just get a red card and kick them out? Or? Yeah, they just throw them out of
0: the game. I okay. love it. Red cards rule. Wait, so what if you get a red card and you refuse to leave? Like, you just stay well, on the field and I keep think,
1: running? I believe. I think that you could do that in FIFA 94. Four, where
0: <laughs> oh, you avoid the, the ref, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. You just run away from him forever and eventually gives up. So, <laughs> so what if you do that in real life? Because you like if you wanted the clock to stop and you just refuse <laughs> your red card and keep playing, have I just discovered the money ball of soccer? Uh, do excellent I need to... point, Matthew. I mean, they'll keep on adding stoppage time. I don't know how much, though. I mean, oh, I don't, okay, like, they can do that. 12 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as long as you're out there, unless they're going to tackle you and remove you from the field, you stop this game, dang it. Anyway, anyway no
1: that was my weekend, Mexican League Soccer. <laughs> Every it. Monday,
0: we ask everybody on Facebook and Twitter for questions. This week, what do Facebook... they think
1: of, of, Mexican, uh, of Liga MX? <laughs> Who's going to win it this year? That's the real question.
0: This week, fake bu- fake book? Facebook let us down. This is all Twitter questions, so thank you everybody thank on Twitter. You. These came in quick, and they were really good questions.
1: Oh, um... oh, my God. We have a lot of great Twitter followers. Facebook, not so much. It's a garbage pile. Everyone <laughs> on Facebook, Dumb. <laughs>
0: Anyway, now that we're live on Facebook, hello everybody. Oh God! <laughs> so at Goldberg Dan, he wanted to know where does Yandi play in your dream lineup? I'm gonna assume Yandi Diaz and not Yandy
1: Molina. Obviously, I mean Yadi Molina, the greatest catcher of all time, according to Cardinals fans. So,
0: but where does yandi I mean, middle of the lineup, right? Like as long as he can hit, put him fourth or fifth. I don't
1: care. Uh, fifth, probably. Yeah, yeah, um, you didn't have a ton of power. You don't want him fourth. So. I don't think he's. I mean, that, that's the thing. I'd bet him might him second
0: yeah because he's got on base like
1: yeah i think i think that's probably where i'd put him actually i put him how i might lead off with him lead off or second probably because i don't want to you know I, yeah i'd want him ahead of the the really big boppers just because he, his his skill at recognition and getting on base i think is it outweighs any kind of Power production is, unless of course he decides to want to hit the ball in the air. So I would say, yeah, second first or second, and then you obviously play him third. Yeah. There
0: you go. At Fudatorius, he has a couple You're questions. Welcome, Goldberg, Dan. <laughs> His first one um, is it me or the NL trade candidates much more plentiful and attractive than AL players this year? With interleague play and shared umpires and ever greater ties between leagues, the same league first priority seems a bit quaint. So there's two sort of questions in there. The first is, um, it seemed to you like there's more NL trade candidates than there are AL. I'd say, yeah. I mean, there isn't many. It's like Josh Donaldson in the AL, and well, I guess there's more teams. There's well, more not teams even contending. more teams competing in the AL, right? Like, there's more competing well, in the NL, isn't there? I don't know. I mean, The AL is locked up pretty much. I mean, other than like the,
1: yeah, the I guess, that. but there's a lot
0: of teams chasing
1: Hmm.
0: I feel like there's more in between in the National League. Because in the American think, League, you're all really good or you're awful and you don't have anything to trade anyway.
1: I guess what it is is the teams who aren't contending in the AL aren't looking to trade anything because they have a ton of good young players. You know what I mean? Or, I don't know, Like why weren't the Rangers more active in the trademark? I guess because the only thing where they really, really had was Chew and no one really needed a DH or Beltre and... Whatever you do I mean, have Odor
0: if they want to trade him, but I don't know what they do. And Joey Gallo, but, give me Joey Gallo.
1: Well, that's the thing; these guys are all young, still and locked up for years to come, and are yeah. flawed players—hideously flawed, but at the same time, how good. How dare you
0: call Joey and, Gallo flawed?
1: And we've seen how quickly a team can turn it around and become a contender again. You know, like unless you're pretty much unless you're in the NL, in the AL East, rather, you can a little bit of luck and suddenly you're a contender. And like what? It, you know, and then you have to think about what are the goals of the team. You know, a team like the Rangers, they want to win a World Series, obviously, but they also just want to be good in advance of them getting to their new park. Um I mean, everyone in the West is contending. Everyone in the central is there's no talent there. They're all rebuilding. The only guys who could have been traded away they just you know were either Miguel Cabrera, he got hurt, or um So now, yeah, maybe it's just because it's a combination of um it's just it's just where talent is that is also too expensive and too old to be a part of the next um, good team, I guess. You know, like everyone in the in the AL is in the middle of a rebuild or is contending. So yeah, I can see that.
0: <clears throat> and what about the the second half of this year, the, the interleague play? Basically, how there's no difference anymore. They still have the same league first priority,
1: which seems a little weird. Which I agree yes. with. No, he's right. I mean. Uh, I, I like it because it's a silly, quaint thing. I don't, I don't know. And sometimes you just go, oh, baseball, you stupid. You stupid. <laughs> you pile of <laughs> anachronisms. What are you doing? Why? Why are you?
0: So I would rather just go one way or the other with the interleague stuff. Like, make them more separated. Like, reduce the interleague play as much as possible. Or just give everybody a DH and just call them the same thing.
1: I, I always like the idea of just having the the geographical rival and have that be the only real interleague you play, you know?
0: Yeah, oh, I love that. Yeah,
1: I mean, uh, you you get some weird ones like, obviously you have the the Vetter Cup, and you have the Braves and the and the Red Sox. But everyone else pretty much has a geographical rival that they can work with.
0: Yeah, I mean, you remember like
1: interleague week? That was fun. I like that. Yeah, so was yeah, a fun. Now it just
0: happens. Who cares?
1: Yeah, you know, and now yeah, exactly. Like I, I'm going to go to a Nationals Indians games next September, the, <laughs> la- at the end of the season. Like there should be no instance where interleague play is happening. I mean, it has to obviously, because there's 15 teams in each league. I think that's part of the problem. We need... It's the Astros' fault, is what we're getting at here.
0: Well, it was perfectly fine football, until they actually
1: moved I blame the Brewers first. They
0: moved first, so
1: <laughs> uh, wait. What
0: did so? Does that make it uneven? Wait, what did the Brewers do that made it uneven again?
1: They went from the AL to the NL. NO. They were in the AL right. Central, and then they went into the NL. NO, then they added two teams. Oh, those. right. Okay i want to blame the astros anyway i don't like the astros that's fine i'm okay with that you know
0: um so vittorius's other question can we concede that that's at this moment that the more burning urgent need is for a right-handed pitcher in the pen rather than outfield help or his recency bias to sorting the picture here hot streaks for greg allen and Melky. cold streaks for alan otero and to some extent simber uh yeah I guess no. I don't know. I think both are still a need. They're not going to get an outfielder now because Melky Cabrera is "quote unquote" good, but uh. <laughs> we're stuck with them. I don't think they need they they don't think they need an upgrade anymore. And he's going to collapse in October, and we're going to be real sad, and we're going to see it coming from a mile away. But is bullpen still a bigger need? You think or I feel like if you use the right relievers more often, you'd be fine. I don't know. I think Simbri is going to be okay. Mm-hmm. I think obviously Brad Hand and Andrew Miller yeah, are really good.
1: I don't know. Simber has a very specific role, and I think he's been kind of pushed out of that a little bit at times. Yeah. Specifically throwing throwing only to left or righties. Um, I really only think that they need – I mean, again, I think they need – it would be nice to have another bat in the outfield. I think the only place they need is in right field, though, and they can't really do anything about that because Rocky Cabrera keeps on hitting well. Center, all year, I've been kind of really – my focus on that has just been defense. I mean – whatever you get out of whoever plays center, originally it was going to be Bradley Zimmer anyway, and my hope was he'd hit somewhere near, you know, up like a 100 WRC plus sort of a thing. So my hope is he would just be an average hitter or something, 90 to 100, something like that, and just play stellar defense. We're still getting that to a degree out of Greg Allen, and the nice little hot streak doesn't hurt either. And I mentioned this before the podcast, but maybe he's a better hitter than we're giving him credit. He just hasn't gotten a lot of playing time in the majors until now. But no, I think they do need another arm in the bullpen. I don't know what that looks like. I don't know if it's a trade. I don't know if it's just Shane Bieber. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I mean,
0: that's, that's a big thing to consider. The fact that they're going to be shifting somebody over to the bullpen. It's probably going to be Bieber, who mm-hmm. could be a really good long relief option. Like,
1: No, I, I agree. Know. I mean, he's got a terrible uh, problem with the third time through the order. Right. But he's a young pitcher, too. And I don't know. I, go, I watched all the big hits he gave up uh, his most recent start. Was that Saturday or Sunday? I think it was Sunday. Saturday? Uh, no, it was Sunday. I think tonight, Saturday. It was. Yeah. Um, I mean, he just threw some, just some cheese balls down the middle. That just got <laughs> rocked, and it's just it, that's going to happen. I don't know how you tell him to not do that. You know, I, I, didn't I write a couple weeks ago about too much of a good thing with him? Him throwing too many strikes almost. So he'll figure that out. But I don't know if he's. I mean, yeah, you don't you don't start him in a in a four, in a playoff series, so he could be he get to the pen, maybe throw a little harder, get a little more velo and whatnot, in, uh, on his on his pitches, or you make a trade. Yeah, so yeah, that's I a solid think option, yeah. I and and to be clear, also, I don't think it really matters what arm the pitcher that they get for the bullpen throws with. Like, I don't view Miller or Hand as a lefty reliever. I view them as a relief pitcher. You know, like, j- just like if you have a great righty, he can throw to lefties and righties just as well. Like, it's only the loogie that exists. The roogie is not a real thing, even though I've mentioned that about Adam Simmer before.
0: Well, I think the thinking so, is that Oliver Perez is the loogie, right?
1: I guess, yeah, that's true. Like, but, if
0: you're going to lean one way or the other, you might as well get a
1: right-handed. But I agree yeah, with you, yeah. But it's, so yeah, I I I would prefer to have another arm, I guess, just because the the, the name of the game in the postseason is, is putting up zeroes. I mean, you're, you're, you'll you get runs, right? But you, you can you can win a World Series winning games three to two. Right? Uh, we we did not see that a lot in the World Series this past year. But <laughs> what can you do? Arms get tired, so I, I think more arms is better than less arms. You know, like you see what the, the Astros have done. Obviously, they have all these great guys who are amazing on a per inning, ba- like a pitch per inning, or, or, uh, on a per inning basis rather. Even their starters, but like. Outside of Verlander and maybe Cole, I don't think any of their starters are going to get out of the fifth inning. You know, like McHugh or McCullers or any of these guys, I don't think they're going to be getting out of the fifth inning. So they're going to use their bullpen a lot, and they're going to use a lot of their bullpen We're going to see a lot of Chris Davinsky. We're going to see a lot of uh, – what's his name? Uh, Zuna, I guess. Ugh. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that, so, so that, I think, is – it. it's something I wanted before, even if – um, Allen, we're still good. And it turns out he's not good. So here we go. That was fun.
0: Ooh, it, I the mean, the, back to the question. I think it is kind of a shame that the outfield looks like they think it's fixed. Somebody does somewhere. They're not going to upgrade it, which I think is really short-sighted and we're going to regret it. But it's going to happen. They're not going to upgrade oh, the outfield.
1: Charlie I'd be Morton, surprised if they had Tom any more is a reliever. Pardon me. Right, go right. ahead.
0: <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so our last question um, is at from at Eclipse811. He Ooh. said, do you see Greg Allen be, being a contributor on future teams? I um, know uh, you are the number one Greg Allen fan of the Let's Go Tribe community. Me? <laughs> no, no who? I, know. Who, I know. Who, me? I, th- I know you love um, some Greg Allen talk. I'm a big fan of his. So what do you think, Merit? Is he a contributor on future teams? I'm assuming he means future Indians teams, but
1: who knows? Well, I mean, the issue obviously is that next year... They're going to have Leonis Martin, aren't they? Oh, yeah. yeah. And Bradley Zimmer. Yeah. And they're also going to have Bradley Zimmer. And they're going to have Bradley Zimmer. And also, so, I just don't know where the, the, the I don't know where he falls, I guess. Talking about Alan, I mean. Yeah. I like him. I think he is better than some people give him credit for. I don't know what his actual role is. That's a very vague question that uh, Eclipse eight one one asked. So <laughs> and don't
0: remember, don't forget. Uh, Tyler Naquin too is another one. Maybe not a center fielder, but it's another outfielder who I completely forgot about until while you were talking. <laughs> right, he is technically alive out there somewhere, and he's going to be in the mix too. So there's just I mean, a lot
1: of outfielders. I think Allen's going to be. Yeah, he's definitely going to be a guy who will be riding the you know the, the shuttle back and forth from Columbus a, a bit because he's got he still has a bunch more options to burn than anyone else. I. I think if everyone's healthy next year and they break camp, I still think it's probably going to be Zimmer's job first. Um, and if that's the case, then it's probably going to be him. And then, oh, actually, ah, actually, maybe it'll be Martine in, in center and then Zimmer and right. That'd be neat.
0: There was somebody in the Let's Go Tribe comments who said that'd be Allen in center and Zimmer and right. Like, if they're both on there, I think, even with Martine, I think, don't you give Zimmer the starting center field
1: job? He was great out there. Am I yeah, missing I mean, something? Like, he's no, the man, fastest we... player alive. I, I agree with you. The only reason I'd say no is just that it's, it's a big right field, not huge right field. Like it's not quite Fenway Park. But also, I think he has a better arm than, than anyone else in, in that theoretical outfield. So that's, I think, why you give it to Zimmer. Um, the only issue there is you know just having too many center fielders can almost be a bad thing. We saw what happened with Mike Cameron and um, Carlos Beltran many years ago. You know, guys don't know who the boss is. And so they don't call each other off, um, but that would be an amazing outfield theoretically. Nothing would nothing would drop ever, oh, yeah. which would be ideal. So no, I think he has a role as a fourth outfielder. I don't. I still can't tell if he's a starter or not. He's been very good lately, but he still doesn't hit the ball very hard. He hits a lot of ground balls, and he plays baseball like someone who's a fourth outfielder. So yeah, yeah. A, a role that has value. Um, I'd rather he be on the team than Raja Davis at this point. I, so, yeah. yeah that nice. is my thought.
0: Can we talk about how much of it? I miss Bradley Zimmer? Because it's a lot. Like, he's I so know, fun. I know, man.
1: <laughs> he was great. Like, of, all the, of all the players that are injured that I miss, obviously number one is Alani Chisholm. Mm-hmm. And number two is obviously Cody Anderson. <laughs> big sweaty son. <laughs> the largest adult son we have. <laughs> he was so sweaty. <laughs> big sweaty big rig. Oh man, just just honk honk, why are you sweating so much? <laughs> why are you so sweaty? <laughs>